Blog Talk Radio. I've got a deeper love, a deeper love, a deeper love inside, and I call it pride, a deeper love, a deeper love, a deeper love.
Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Recovery Corner. I am your host, Tanya Wilson, also known as Authoress Tanya Wilson, author of the book, The Time Is Now. The Recovery Corner is proudly brought to you by The Literary Corner. We also provide a diverse platform to bring awareness to socioeconomic issues within our community. Christian values, promotion of small businesses, and support of nonprofit organizations. Our partnering NOP, the Theodore House, provides invaluable services for people who suffer with addictions, mental health, homelessness, and HIV. For more information, please contact Ms. Tamika Randall at www.theodorahouse.org. And we will be right back after this quick commercial break. So write it in the building. House of Stone by Coco. I'm going to show you. She going to show you. We going to show you how we do this, huh? What? Yo, this fling be the illest. Coco House of Stone got a feeling. Step up in the room. Royal like a queen. Rockin' House of Stone, girl, you know you reign supreme. Red the jewels, finest of quality, necklace so reckless. I know you've seen the rosary designer for celebrity. Pieces on the runway. Tracy Lynn was so back when you gotta grow up someday. Big girl accessories, always on fleek. Not the average, but the baddest chick, the ones who like to be unique. We don't follow the crowd, we set the trend. Other fashions bow down. House of Stone will never be in. My bad. With this commercial interrupt, I'm just trying to be your friend, help you step your game up. When you put on House of Stone, get ready for your close-up. Trendsetters, go get his lady, didn't know. House of Stone stands alone, I just thought I'd let you know. I think I said too much, you need to catch your breath, nobody does it better. Yo, House of Stone is the best, this is the soul writer. And I'm here with my girl Coco, House of Stone by Coco. That is, she's got the flyers bling on the planet. Yo, she's kicking down doors in magazines on the run. Way, celebrity jewelry designer, and I'm trying to put you down with game on Facebook, House of Stone by Coco, Instagram, House of Stone by Coco, Twitter, House of Stone by Coco. Yo, it's real easy, and if you're really trying to holler at my girl, then holler at your girl, the soul writer, and I'll put you in direct contact with none other than the lady herself. Now, when you step outside, your fashion needs to be standing on a firm foundation, and it gets no firmer than the house that Coco built. Yo, check it. I'ma show you, huh? She gonna show you what? We gonna show you how we do this, huh? What? House of Stone by Coco. It doesn't get any better than the best. <laughs> Welcome back to the Recovery Corner. I am your host. Authoress Tanya Wilson. My guest for this evening is author and model Wanda T. Brown. Wanda T. Brown is the author of the book entitled Willing My Way Back to Health by Faith, Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. Wanda T. Brown is a native Baltimorean. She is a woman with a fabulous flair and zest for life. She has a heart for God's people, which was displayed through her WTB ministry, where she has helped families who are in distress. 
Her life has not been a bed of ease. She has been challenged with unsuspected health health difficulties. Her mountain moving faith in God has moved her to overcome health problems which could have taken her very life. She stands strong with the conviction to live her life with a true commitment to change the fabric of the world around her. Like the great leaders of the past, like Coretta Scott King, Maya Angelou, and Della Reese. Literally struck down in March of 2001 by her first cerebral hemorrhage, she held strong to her belief in God and was able to press through this illness, which is a testament to the importance of hearing this story. Rushed to the hospital by a close friend who did not know the urgency of life she was transporting. As they entered the emergency room and she was admitted, Wanda realized that she was gravely ill. Doctors speedily worked on her and stopped the bleeding inside her brain. She was then admitted in the hospital intensive care unit. As she lay in the bed, she could hear her mother on the telephone telling her sister she was not going to make it through the night. Struck with her strength and faith, Wanda yelled out, No, as she was overwhelmed with fear. She turned to God to say, No, I have work to do. She could not breathe. Hospital staff immediately gave her oxygen. She was too afraid to go to sleep, fearing she might not wake up. A still small voice inside her whispered and said, Child, I wish above all that you prosper and be in the best of health. She began to calm down and realized her faith in God was the greatest medicine she needed to cure her illness. In the end, her belief is that it's not your time until God says it is. Doctors can only diagnose the problems and give the medication, but true healing comes from within. Yet, her road of pain had not ended. Four months later, she incurred a broken ankle, which left her with six screws and a plate in her ankle. She felt like a child beginning to learn to walk again. Many people talk about trusting God, but her faith was put to the test once again in 2006 when she was diagnosed with a skin disease called sarcoidosis, which is an unknown skin disease. This condition started eating her skin and face like a cancer. She endured this turmoil for four years and thought her life was over. Knocked down to her lowest point, feeling little to no self-esteem, she questioned whether life was worth living. God had another plan for her. That small voice inside of her began to speak again and say, I love you unconditionally. At that point, she realized she had to love herself through 
the pain and struggle of the disease. As she recovered from the impact of life once again, she found herself hit once again in 2009 with another tumor. She was now infuriated and could not even look at her body with the pain of seeing scars left from many surgeries. It was like an explosion of pain that would not end. She was only left with the clay that God had made her from, and she knew then she could only she only could trust God to heal her through her own belief within. Today, she is a warrior armed to peace with strength to fight. She is healthy, whole, and completely renewed, rejuvenated, and ready to take on the world. Wanda T. Brown wants to inspire people who may think that they are at the end of their journey to have courage. That's her story. What's yours? As a result of this, Wanda continues to pursue her dreams and goals. Working for Maryland state government for over 30 years, minister, entrepreneur, as a makeup artist, jewelry consultant, model, and author, determined to hit the reset button and start a new life in spite of attacks. She confidently feels that she is not defeated. Her plans are to travel, speak publicly, serve others, and live life to the fullest. And ladies and gentlemen, I introduce to you author and model Wanda T. Brown. Good evening. How is Good everyone? Evening, Wanda. Good evening, Tanya. And Tanya, I want to thank you so much for the invite. And just hearing you read my story, I was like, wow. <laughs> wow. I went through some stuff. Yeah, you did. Wow. You just did. to hear somebody else read it back to me, I'm like, whoa. Right. It's like, but, it's like, they're like, are they talking about me? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'm like, I know there's a God in the head. Amen. Faith. And Amen. just hearing you read my story, I was like, wow, mm-hmm. God, I thank you mm-hmm. for your love, your grace, and your mercy. And how is nothing but my faith, which is perceiving power from within. And um, I just want to let everyone know that you never give up because there's always hope. If you have a dream or a goal and you truly, truly believe in yourself, you can prosper in everything you say, touch, and do. And um, the, the faith factor within you is the mountaintop of your own mind. And you can Amen. have anything you desire. You make a decision, the desire gets in your heart. You take care of your details, and your deliverance will, will come. It's called the four Ds. And that's how I kind of live my life when I want to do something. So, Tanya, I want to thank you, and um, I appreciate you for giving me the opportunity because some distractions came upon me trying to get on this call and I'm like, 
No weapon formed against me gonna prosper because we be attacked all the day long but not defeated by things unless we allow it and just give up. And that's where I was in in a part of my life, um, with trusting the Lord and just building my character back up and had to build my self esteem back up Mm -hmm. and just learn who I am inwardly. Because the outer world will try to make you think that this is all it is, this is how it's going to be, <laughs> excuse me, and that's it. But mm-hmm. it's more to you when you go in a secret place of the most high. And I'm going to give you, Cheryl, a little bit about me growing up. I was, okay, and that's um, what I was going to ask you. And I just want to say thank you for joining us on the Recovery Corner to share your story with us. And that You're was what welcome. I was going to ask you. That was my next question. What was it like for you growing up as a child in Baltimore? Growing up as a child, for me, my mom and my dad had me at a very young age. I think she was like 16, mm-hmm. and it was six of us, so I had five siblings under me. And um, coming up in that era of age, um, my mom and father partied a lot on the mm-hmm. weekends and they just was young and we mm-hmm. kind of grew up around our grandparents um, right. and my aunts and everybody else and my mother had like a lot of siblings. It was like 15 of them. So you know wow. my house was the party house <laughs> and whoever lived with us can. it was just like always somebody living with us and they mm-hmm. were like we was always surrounded by especially on the weekends. You go to school during the week, and then I was always responsible for babysitting my younger siblings. Yeah. Whereas though it took a lot of time out of my child life, Mm -hmm. and I couldn't do what I wanted to do as a child because my mother, to me, was more of an older sister than my Mm -hmm. my mom. But that's what she had to go through. And then my grandfather was a preacher. So her growing up and being a preacher's daughter, mm-hmm. it was hard for her. And I never understood why she acted like that. Right. But I guess trying to fit in in an right. outside world with your friends and you're mm-hmm. a child of a minister was pretty hard for her, too. So yeah. as I began to grow up, <coughs> I used to watch my grandfather, and I said, God, I want to be just like him because, it's something about him, and then I knew I stood out as a child myself. I was a little mm-hmm. different. I can hang around people, play, but I was more vigilant, watchful of my surroundings, and I paid attention attention to people. So wow. I did things because we have free will choice. We have a choice. Mm-hmm. Coming up, you mm-hmm. still want to be a child, but then a part of you, you be pulled back from things oh, yeah. because – Many are called for fewer children. And I always believe I was a chosen child of my siblings to do greater things. Mm-hmm. But on a journey called life, I was going to endure some things too. So mm-hmm. coming up, watching my parents and watching my grandfather, at an early age I started taking my um, sisters and brothers to Sunday school. And the only why I went because I knew they were giving out snacks after service, mm-hmm. but you had to attend the service, and then get the snacks. And we love those sweet snacks. And that's a part of my story in my book. And okay. um, so 
as we went through that, and then my mother one day and hear her watching me take mm-hmm. her children across the street. She said it changed her to yeah. um, want to come back into her adulthood. Right. As being a mother and a father, you know, mother, and when our father was in the household. And also, by the time I started, you know, going to high school, I still was mm-hmm. babysitting. Then, you know, my father went on his own little journey, and then mm-hmm. they kind of, like, separated. Right. Um, I, I was, could remember sitting on the curb at 16 years old. And a friend of mine, she came over to me and asked me what was I looking at. I said, the stars. It was about two of us sitting there. And mm. she had a Bible in her hand. And by me growing up in church ministry, I was like, wow. She said, you know who God is? I said, yes, but I would love to know more. And she said, well, could you come with me to the, to this Bible study class? I said, sure. So when I went, I loved mm-hmm. what I heard because the primary cause of suffering is forgetting mm-hmm. who you are spiritually from the beginning mm-hmm. and you forget what you learned but somebody had to remind you of who you yeah. are. Oh yeah. And that's how a lot of us suffer out there. Make mm-hmm. a long story short, she came and started taking me to these classes and I started getting enthused about it. And I was still in high school. And so then I got a job at the high school, and I was working. So that made me start standing out from the outer crowd of my friends because I started taking responsibilities for my life mm. as a teenager. And then I got through high school, and then my father got murdered probably when mm. I was 19, and I was close to my father. In spite of he was became an alcoholic and whatever, I still mm-hmm. loved him unconditionally because I didn't look. I looked at he still was a, a man of God, a child That's of God, right. mm-hmm. and I loved him no matter. I didn't care what he did because our past is nothing but a trail we left behind. But that took mm-hmm. a lot out on me, and then I started really learning principles. And then I asked my girlfriend, okay, if this is a God out there, I want to know more. How can I get what I need? And I was caught up in that physical world, material things. So I said, I'm going to test this God. So I knocked on her door early in the morning and said, I need a can of spray starts. And then she was like, well, did you pray? I said, no. So she taught me how to pray. Hmm. And these classes I started taking was biblical research, teaching, Mm -hmm. and fellowship. You research the word, you've been taught it, and you fellowship with like-minded, believing believers or people on a higher plane and that can teach you some things, and you take those principles and apply them to your daily life. And mm-hmm. it's work, and work, work, 24-7. Mm-hmm. you got to do it even when you don't feel like doing it. Oh, yeah, but you have especially to when you don't feel like doing it. <laughs> Right, and that's why you got to always change people, places, and things that no longer serve their purpose in your life. You can love people, you can love them from a distance, but if they're not going on a journey, you be, cannot have what you're not willing to become. So if you're not willing to change your mindset to go to the next level of your life, you're going to repeat the same experience because you have a free will choice. So I started learning the principles, 
and then it led me to my first husband. And we got married at a young age, probably for most of the time of the wrong reasons, because my grandfather, don't shack up and buy him being a minister. He kind of married me off a little early. So then we got um, married. We were doing okay for a minute. And then my husband decided, you know, to, we both started going down a wrong path of arguing, fighting, and things. We were so young. And yeah. he had got on, um, got into using drugs real heavily. Mm-hmm. And I was so young, and he was young. We was about in our early 20s mm-hmm. then. And I said, God, I did not step out on faith to live my life like this. And I tried to stay in there for better or worse, but things, you know, got worse and didn't get better because he wasn't willing to change. And it's like I knew better. And he knew better, too, because I'm like, why is our life going down the road of destruction? But right. it's because the choices we make. Right. And it's I'm not saying I was an angel all my life either because I wasn't. I did some things that harmed myself, too. So then we decided to go our separate ways. And then I prayed to God that I needed to get back to my father's house. Mm-hmm. And that same friend they came back and was looking for me, and they found me. And I was guided to the path of doing the right thing. But mm-hmm. then that's when I realized I had accepted something that was true in me, but I wanted to continue to do me too and ignore my divinity right. and let my strength lie dormant and ignore mm-hmm. my divinity. Because once you accept it and you know it, you can't ignore it. It's going to keep pulling at you. Mm-hmm. And the thing was chasing me and pulling at me. And I was like, oh, my God, I don't want to know this. It's like mm-hmm. when you go back out into the world, the dog that goes back to its own vomit, that is so mm-hmm. true. It gets mm-hmm. worse out there. It don't get any better. Right. So, of exactly. course, about me being young, I went out there and endured some more pain because I put God on the shelf and tried to act like this thing wasn't existing. But I suffered physically. Mentally and spiritually mm-hmm. out there, oh, yeah. because I was leading down the road of destruction for not to be on the planet anymore. And then I, um, once I started back in the principles and studying and meditating and getting my life back on track, I wound up keeping an apartment and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. I wound up getting a job with the state of Maryland for thirty years, which was a wasn't easy all those journeys, the long period of time, but that showed me I could be loyal to something. Right. I could be loyal to God and loyal to myself. Because out of this world, I didn't want to go back home and I wanted to survive. So mm-hmm. I wound up working, and then later on down the road, I ran into, a, I started dating again, and Mm-hmm. It was okay at the beginning, but when I was younger, I didn't want any kids because my mom made me babysit all the way up until I was 15. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I took my childhood. I said, I'm getting out of this house. I don't want to have no kids. I ain't want yeah. You know how you'd be like, I hate this house. Yeah. I hate this and that. <laughs> I was, was to run yeah. away, and I left early, and that's how I wound up um, kind of getting to my first husband down the path. Started working that ain't work out. You know, you're dating in between. Mm-hmm. And then I ran into a, my, I knew it was my soulmate. And we had a lovely life at the beginning, but we were young. 
and they wanted kids. So the right thing to do is like we're going to have to, we wanted two different things. So they had to go on their journey, and I went on mine, and it led me to uh, why they go started them a family. And I said, if something meant to be, it'll be. Oh, yeah. And so then I wound up marrying a second person in my um, 30s, which turned out. And God forgive me to be almost like Nightmare on Elm Street. Because oh, my goodness. And that was, um, you know, I did, like I said, I did it again. My grandfather, you should get married. I'm chaining you together if you're going to, you know, because you be led by the Spirit to do what's right. But everything mm-hmm. that looked good and you think Ain't the grass greener on the other side would <laughs> be brown. <laughs> and it's not just brown. <laughs> it'd be brown. <laughs> so I endured a lot of pain. It was uh-huh. like nightmare on M Street. Sometimes it was good and bad, but it turned for the worse. Mm-hmm. So I had to get out of that. And I was like, God, I had to make a decision. Mm-hmm. The desire is in my heart to do what's right for me to be healthy. The mm-hmm. um, Taking care details to take care of myself and the deliverance shall come to pass. But during this process, I started getting stressed out because I wound up getting myself in overwhelming depth. And mm-hmm. stress causes pain and physical, emotional mm-hmm. tension to the body. Okay. Unconsciously or consciously. And as you read my story, I can remember um, getting stressed out and I had just brought my house, was in the process. Me mm-hmm. and my second husband was doing well. We had a lot of insecurities in the marriage, domestic violence, mm-hmm. and things began to happen that I was like, God, I got to get away from this situation or I'm going to die. Right. And trying to stay in something that wasn't working, it wasn't good or healthy for neither mm-hmm. one of us. So some things happened where though we wind up going with the feds. And I'm sharing this story because it's real. Mm-hmm. And that was an opportunity for me to get out of it because mm-hmm. I said this will be called abandonment. And right. as I was on that journey, that first year I tried to be friends with him. And then one day I woke up and I was like, I can't do this no more. This is not healthy mm-hmm. for neither one of us, and there's no sense of me saying I'm going to stay in a nine-year waiting period when I know I'm not. Right. And I'm being honest with him and myself. And so we wound up, but by then I was so stressed out, I wound up with these headaches for like a right. month. And I kept taking aspirins and pills. And I can remember one day being at the gym and getting off the treadmill. My head wouldn't stop. Mm. And I asked the trainer, can I go in his office and lay on the floor? He, I wound up sleeping for like an hour on the floor. Woke up saying Wow. And then I couldn't even drive my car back because I was in so much pain. So he called a friend of mine. She came and got me. And I said, well, take me to your apartment. Let me lay down for a second. Maybe mm. give me something that will go away. I woke up. It was still there. And she was mm. talking to somebody on the phone by then said my temple was just beating so fast she could see it. And that's mm. when she rushed me to the hospital. And that's when it was like 
I can feel myself basically about to go out because when they did something, they found the bleeding in my head. Right. That's when I was having a sabarag brain hemorrhage. Mm-hmm. And that's when they were telling my mother I wasn't going to make it through the night. And I could mm-hmm. see her telling my sister that on the phone. I was reading her lips, and that's when I started screaming, no, 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 I can't die. I was too right. afraid to go to sleep. Mm. So I stayed up all night. Then that's when I started feeding God his word back to him. Mm-hmm. You said you wish above all things that are prosper and being the best of health. So I started believing it. I started feeding myself that word. And by your strikes, you say I'm healed. So I had to remember, like I said, primary cause of suffering was forgetting who I was spiritually. Right. And then... On this journey called life, we're not exempt from things happening. Uh-huh. And sometimes I said, God, I don't know why I'm going through all this, but I guess it's a testimony to share oh, my yeah. story. Yeah, so no, I believe no that's why things without happening. Yeah. You can't have a testimony without a test. So, right. you know, sometimes God, you know, puts us through certain things so that we'll have a testimony to share with someone else that might be going through the same thing. And that's what journey it took me down that path. And I had that in 2001 of March and that mm. I threw that in May and turned around and broke my ankle like three months later. And wow. as a result of that, I got a plate and six screws in my right ankle. And I'm like, Oh my God, I couldn't walk. I had to learn how to walk mm-hmm. two casks of boots. Therapy was out of work for until like September. You talking about getting depressed, yeah, and giving up, and didn't want to be here no more. I was like, I can't live like this. This is just too much for me. So after that happened around 2001, I started getting this breakout on my face and my skin. Mm-hmm. Around 2000, I guess. Four or six, something like that. Find mm. out I had sarcoidosis, unknown skin disease, mm-hmm. and it could get in your lungs and stuff mm. like that. And that's where Bernie Mac had passed from. Oh, and I wow. started getting sick. As a, I, I mean, sick. Bones hurting, but it started. I had got it of the skin, and mm. it was eating my face up like a cancer. I mean, my face was breaking out. It was just starting to deteriorate my skin. And I went and I was getting these steroid shots, taking these pills, seeing this dermatologist for like four years straight. You're talking about low self-esteem. Wow. And I started wearing makeup to cover up the scars. And I was like, God. I'm just dying and I'm so young. Then I was, you know, going through that. And you feel like you're alone Uh because then you started feeling like your self-esteem. And I'm like, wow, this is is too much. Missing time Uh from work, trying to stay focused, got in a nothing mode, depressed, don't want to do nothing because it was was just tearing me up. Uh But then that still small voice inside of me began to speak. Uh And I started studying and reading. And the, and I got an isolation period. And mm-hmm. then I started saying, I am somebody. I am going to get through this because I started trusting God. And I knew my life had to turn around. 
but it was up to me to make the decision to turn my life around. All about choices. And you chose to, you know. Free will choice. So I encouraged that 2006 for a while, and then I started taking care of my skin. I started getting into makeup and skin care, and I started looking in the mirror and say, I love you just the way you are. And my skin be skin to heal. And one day I went to the doctor, and he said, you know, this is gone. And I was like, really? He said, yes. I said, that's a miracle because I started ministering healing to myself. I started believing I was somebody. I started loving Wanda, not worried about other people, what they thought of me or Mm -hmm. thought about me or how they, I had to love myself. And I would get in the mirror and look myself in the eyes and say, I'm proud of you. I love you. You are somebody. You're evolving. Events going to be always an event that occurred. Always how I overcome it. R is how I choose to respond to that event today in my life. So I was an overcomer of that. And then in 2009, somewhere along the line, I had got a tumor in my right groin area. It was like a little knot when I put my hand in my pocket. And I'm right. like, what in the world is going on now? And yeah. it was a tumor. So that mm. kind of freaked me out. In 2009, I was like, here I go again. Surgery after mm. surgery, scars and stuff, and I'm tired. I'm like, God, why me? And then you know, mm. everybody, you always say, why not you? Why not? But it was yeah. demonstration <laughs> of true health. So I, um, they took the tumor out, and then mm-hmm. around November 2009, but then 2010 in January, they said you got to come back in because we got to mm. go back in your leg and cut the rest of the tissue out wow. so it won't grow back. I said, oh, my mm, God. Mm, so that was back-to-back surgery, and I'm like, mm, I was crying. I was tired. I just like, I might as well not even be here. And mm, then after mm, they did that, it's like no feeling in the right top of my thigh. I don't have a feeling, in it. even if it itches or scratches, no feeling. But I said, right. you know what, this too shall pass. Amen. And then I was like, God, here I go again. I didn't give up on myself because I knew there was, I had to surrender to a power greater than myself, the creative force within me, God. And I surrendered. Amen. And then I knew I had written in my book 12 spiritual powers. Mm-hmm. Will. I had the will to live. Understanding. Mm-hmm. I understand who I am. I have faith. I was assured and certain I was get, going to get through anything. And then I imagination as I started imagining how my life would be when I started doing the things I love to do. Mm-hmm. And I started going around and doing research of who I am. And then mm-hmm. zeal, that was, I was getting enthusiastic about who I am and how I can help somebody else. So I started my prayer ministry outreach, and I started praying for people, ministering to people, and mm-hmm. then the power to speak with boldness and authority to speak the truth and love. I started speaking with authority over my life, world, and affairs. And then the word love, love, mm-hmm. love for the sake of loving. It has no agenda. That's how much God loves us. He doesn't choose how he loves us. He just loves us. But we have to love ourselves first. 
Amen. And then I have wisdom. That's the inner knowing, that guidance in me, knowing I am somebody. And then the order, I start putting order back in my life. Mm. And then the elimination, I started eliminating people, places, and things that no longer serve their purpose or its purpose in my life, world, and affairs. Mm. And it, it wasn't easy, but you had to start the elimination process, mm-hmm. habits. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Unhealthy habits that's no longer serve its purpose and this life, you know, you'll be attacked but not defeated. And then I began to build my strength up and then mm-hmm. my life started turning back around. And then I started doing things that when I was a child, I always visioned me doing certain things. I used to say, I want to go to Hollywood. I want to do this. I want to do that. And I would be in a room at 10 years old, packing my packing up my bag. And back then, the Jackson 5 used to have this record on a cereal box you can cut out, and I would play it. Right. And one day, I would click my shoes like the Wizard of Oz, because that's my favorite story. When she yeah. used to say, I want to go back home, but home was within you. Mm-hmm. Returning back to the Father's house was home, spiritually, in my mindset. Mm-hmm. That's where I had to return back to. So I did that, and then as a, you know, like a year ago, I knew I was coming to an end with my job. I didn't mm-hmm. want to do that anymore. I earned that, and I wasn't going to sit there, because it was more than me than just that. So right, I said, exactly. you know, I had 30 years where I can stop working and retire. So mm-hmm. I took a cut, a deep cut in pay, but that's when that leap of faith came back. Mm-hmm. You're going to trust yourself or you're going to trust God. You know what you've right. been through, what you've been through. That's when you start trusting God. You start reading and meditating and hanging around people that's going where you want to be at or higher. Mm-hmm. Or you're going to stay at a certain level. And yeah. it's okay to be if that's where you're comfortable at. But I knew it was more to me, me because preparation is the highest form of believing. I've been prepped. I prepared my life, and I was called to do more. So about a year ago, I already had my story inside of me, and you have to invest in yourself. And I wanted to model. So I um, started, I was already a makeup artist. I wound up getting my makeup license and traveling different cities, New York, Virginia, doing makeup with Silk Cosmetics, and I started selling my care and beauty control. So I started making um, people feel good and really speaking the truth. And then outwardly, and I loved the passion of it. Right. And I started doing that. And then I decided I wanted to model. And I went to a makeup class, and I started meeting some um, women that was modeling. And I met my modeling coach right there. One day she gave me her card, and I said, I want to model, but I'm in my 50s. She said, it's never too late. I said, <laughs> okay. And, and June, about last year, I was laying there in the bed, and I felt like I was getting stuck again because I knew I had to take a leap of faith to leave my job. It was scary, but yeah. I knew I was going to get the monthly check. It would take care of my household bills and do more for myself. And I was laying there crying. I said, God, please help me. Here I go again. But the primary cause of me was suffering, was forgetting all over because mm-hmm. we've been in our ego, as in God, out. And our Herman so long, spiritual work is a daily process as well Amen. to change the way you think about things and the way you see your life. So I picked up that card, 
and I called her, and she told me the greatest thing you did was reach out for help. Wow. And when I reached, told her I wanted to model, she said, sure. And then I said, I need a life coach. Do you coach? She said, no, but I have the perfect person to help you. And she introduced me to my life coach. Next thing you know, I was modeling, and then I had a life coach to help me on this journey. And then my coach started telling me, you're going to write your story. And I said, I already started writing it as in um, journal. She said, well, we're going to put it together. Mm. And then I started modeling. And next thing you know, my model coach said, they want to put you inside of a magazine. Next thing you know, I thought I was going to be in the magazine. I wound up on my first cover of Change Gospel magazine out of New York a year ago. And I was like, wow. And then that next month before December, they still liked my story. They put it back inside. And I was like, wow, God. And then my coach started writing my story. Next thing you know, like I said, preparation is the highest form of believing. So by me being prepped and prepared, I started believing and trusting God. I wound up in a book collaboration with my mm-hmm. coach and 10 other women. We started writing our story, and I got a small segment. It, it was called Keys to Living Uncuffed. And living uncuffed mm-hmm. is taking the shackles and the chains off of your mind, your life, mm-hmm. your world, and affairs to be free from anything that's not serving you. And then I, she said, you're going to write your own book. And I was like, really? She said, yes. I said, and the, the title, I said, I want it to be called Willing My Way Back to Health by Faith. And that's when I had the story inside, and I put it all together, and that's how I came up with my book. And I'm grateful. And then it got published through com. It's also on Amazon.com and bondsandnobles.com under Wanda Brown or Willing My Way Back to Health About Faith. That's how my book wound up, and I'm writing my second book. I'm working on that, and I'm still modeling. I'm still doing makeup. I'm a jewelry consultant, and I've been doing radio interviews. I've been on 1010 AM, 1500. I started hanging around with people. Mm-hmm. And free events come up. I go to those workshops, and I started building my life. And I'm not saying um, it's easy because from one to ten, each day I wake up and say, "Wanda, which you are you going to be today?" One, mm-hmm. two, and three is a low vibration. Mm-hmm. Four, five, and six, you're trying to come up out of it. And when you start getting seven, eight, nine, and ten, you're rising above your conscious level of thinking. Mm-hmm. You have to invest in your life. Invest in yourself, believe in your dream. And then I started teaching vision board workshops. And without the vision, the people were perish. So I started mm-hmm. putting whatever I wanted on a vision board. And I started teaching mm-hmm. these workshops to recovery houses, women in recovery, to let them know it's hope out there. Then I taught it to young girls, and then people started calling me and asking me. But every time I want to create something, I make me a vision board so I can see it. And I believe in my dreams, and I journal, I study, I meditate, and I surround myself with positive people. And that's my journey, and it's never too late, and age is not a factor. And your life will show up as you if you believe in yourself. And I want to thank you, Tanya, for this opportunity to speak the truth and love. 
And you are very pleasant and humble. Thank and you. I thank you for this so opportunity. Thank you. And, so and that's you. my journey. And that's where I was at in my life. Okay. So can you tell me a little bit more about your WTB ministry? What does WTB stand for? Well, the T. Brown WTB Prayer Ministry Okay, is my initials. I had started a prayer ministry where um, I used to pray for people because I believe in the power of prayer. Mm-hmm. And I had started a WTB prayer ministry outreach. And what mm-hmm. I do was, like, for charity work, I give back to the community, to shelters. Because mm-hmm. when you serve others, God will serve you. So oh, yeah. I start, mm-hmm. I used to have a prayer line. And I got to get my a new website back up. And I would just pray with people. And I still do because it's like the power of prayer, believe in prayer, mm-hmm. taught how. So I know if you believe in yourself, you can have whatever you want. So I had started my prayer ministry outreach. And I started praying for people. And um, they were sending their prayer requests. And I would pray. Mm-hmm. And I know, like I said, a prayer request. You don't get what you pray for. You get what you expect. So I expect right. God to do certain things for me. I expect my prayers to be answered. And that's when I started my prayer ministry outreach and started ministering to people because, I, you know, I'm a minister as well, mm-hmm. and I started ministering. And mm-hmm. I love the Lord. And I know there's a God. And once you surrender to a power greater than yourself, and that's how I had started my prayer ministry outreach. And I just tell people, if you need prayer, and then, you know, and they started calling me, and that's how I got started. But I love it because I know it works for me. Mm. So that's how I got my WTB prayer ministry outreach, helping Amen. people who was in distress just like me. There you go. And that's how that got started. Oh, there's the doorbell. That means someone has a question. Sure. So we're going to go in and see who. Um, caller ending and 8884. You are live on the Recovery Corner. This is your host, author is Tanya Wilson. I'm here with Wanda T. Brown. Who am I speaking with? Hi. You're speaking with Robin. Hi, Robin. Hello, Robin. Good. I was listening Andy. to her story, mm-hmm. and it's such amazing the things that God can do, and how yes. God turns things from around. And as the Bible says, what the devil meant for bad, God's going to turn it around for good to get the glory, and that's what God did for her. And all I can say is, God bless you, my sister. Thank you so much, and God bless you, too. And keep your faith. Don't let that go. <laughs> That's right. Attack. We're going to be attacked all the day long oh, for yeah. his name's sake, but not defeated, because faith is a source of things hoped for, mm-hmm. evidence of things not seen. Mm-hmm. So I thank you for that. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. And thank you I'm so much, Robin, for, you know, joining us mm-hmm. on the Recovery Corners and, you know, hang out and listen, you know, for the rest of the show. Mm-hmm. 
Robin, are you still there? Hello? Hello? No, she didn't. Okay, so we're going to go to a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back. All right. All right. So right in the building, House of Stone by Coco. I'm going to show you. She going to show you. We going to show you how we do this, huh? What? Yo, this bling be the illest. Coco House of Stone got a feeling. Step up in the room. Royal like a queen. Rockin' House of Stone, girl, you know you reign supreme. Red carpet jewels. Finest of quality. Necklace so reckless. I know you seen the rosary designing for celebrity. Pieces on the runway. Tracy Lynn was so back when you gotta grow up someday. Big girl accessories. Always on fleek. Not the average, but the baddest chick. The ones who like to be unique. We don't follow the crowd. We set the trends. Other fashions bow down. House of Stone will never be. My bad, with this commercial interrupt, I'm just trying to be your friend, help you step your game up. When you put on House of Stone, get ready for your close-up. Trendsetters, go get his lady, didn't know. House of Stone stands alone, I just thought I'd let you know. I think I said too much, you need to catch your breath, nobody does it better. Yo, House of Stone is the best, this is the soul writer. And I'm here with my girl Coco, House of Stone by Coco, that is. She's got the flyest bling on the planet, yo, she's kicking down doors in magazines, on the runway, celebrity jewelry designer, and I'm trying to put you down with games. On Facebook, House of Stone by Coco. Instagram, House of Stone by Coco. Twitter, House of Stone by Coco. Yo, it's real easy, and if you're really trying to holler at my girl, then holler at your girl, the soul writer, and I'll put you in direct contact with none other than the lady herself. Now, when you step outside, your fashion needs to be standing on a firm foundation, and it gets no firmer than the house that Coco built. Yo, check it. I'ma show you, huh? She gonna show you what? We gonna show you how we do this, huh? What? House of Stone by Coco. It doesn't get any better than the best. <laughs> Welcome back to the Recovery Corner. I'm your host. Author is Tanya Wilson, and I'm here with author and model Wanda T. Brown. Yeah. Wanda, I had a question about the modeling. Uh huh. I always, when I was younger, I wanted, I didn't actually want to be a model, but a lot of people would, would ask me, you know, did I ever think about modeling like when I was younger, you know, or am I a model? And I was like, no, but I never really thought about really being a model, but I did, like, go to a modeling school to, you know, just to see what, what it was a, what it was about. So I think I was weighing at that time around 115 pounds. And I went and I took some pictures. It was I think it was John Robert Powers Modeling School. And uh-huh. I, I took some pictures in, and they had me on the runway. They was like, oh, you know, you walk really well and this and that. And I'm like, okay. And then when she told me that I had to lose 10 pounds, and I'm like, what? I ran out of there. Wow. <laughs> they had the papers ready for me to sign, and I'm like, nope. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I was like, I only weigh 115 pounds. And how long ago was that? That was a long time ago. I was I would say I was probably around nineteen. And see, back then they wanted skinny models. 
Yeah. And, and I was like, now I things have changed. Mm. Because yeah. now they have curvy girl models. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. Plus because size. that's how I got with Jay and company, Crystal Marlin and company. Because mm-hmm. it was women, people that wanted to model, it didn't matter. So she started her company 10 years ago. And I've mm-hmm. been with her a year. And it's mm-hmm. the size doesn't matter. Because mm-hmm. why should it be set to a certain right. um, height true. and weight factor? But that's when you know God answers prayers because things mm-hmm. had to change. And so when I wanted to model, God mm-hmm. started changing things. And up for other people, and there's women that's modeling in their 70s and 80s, and right. age is not a factor. So it's, it's not how late you feel for about me. yourself. <laughs> And it's never too so, late because I'm, I'm 50 and years I'm doing old, it. So, and I still, I still really want to do it. And it's not too late, honey. You go on, um, you can um, become a part of Jay and company, Christian Marlin. My model coach is on um, um, Facebook. Her name is Jolene Taylor. Jolene Arthur Taylor. And you Jolene, can come to Baltimore. No, Jolene. I'm in Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> well, we we have we um haven't started back up. If you can come down here once a month or whatever, and we have those classes out your schedule because most of the time it'd be on the weekend every now and then. You know, we mm-hmm. when we start back up, just check it out. Go on J and Company, and um, J and Company. Yes, or and look, or look up Jolene Arthur, Jolene J- Taylor. Jolene Arthur Book Tale or something like that. And I'm with Jan Company. And uh, when we stopped back up, I was the same way, but I was mm-hmm. determined. And I started taking professional photo shoots. So you make mm-hmm. you make a decision. Start getting back into taking a professional photo shoot. Mm-hmm. And um, I just did it. Or you might find a company in Philly. Mm-hmm. And um, just like I said, the four Bs, you make a decision. The desire mm-hmm. is in your heart. You start taking care of your details, and your deliverance is going to come. Because now they got curved rock, and this and and this guy, he's um um a photographer from from out of Philly. His name Mark Wyatt. I drove to mm-hmm. Philly last year and did a photo shoot with him. Mark Wyatt. Mm-hmm. Yes, okay. he's a photographer. You can look him up on Facebook too. And he's uh, he's from Philly, and he owns Curve um, Curve Girl, Curvy Girl uh, magazine. Okay. Because I went to Philly last year and did a photo shoot with him. So all and, and once I now I start taking a lot of photo shoots for when I get in the magazines and like I just got put in a poster drop today in the Blank uh, magazine, London mm-hmm. La Blank magazine. So I'm gonna be on that. And then okay. it's like I'm preparing myself for magazines. So it's like you take the photo shoots so you'll have them for your portfolio. portfolio. It's right. never too late. And um, trust me, that's why they had to change it. That's why they got curvy girls. <laughs> and yeah. I'm like a size 10 to a 12. So God wow. does things for us. That's why I okay. say when I say there's a God. He loves us so much. Whatever we ask for in prayer, believe he shall receive. Mm-hmm. So now if you want to model, 
you do the research. So, one, you made a decision, the desire in you, you take care of your details, and the deliverance going to come. And watch when, before you know it, it's going to show up. You're going to start saying things about Marlon. It's going to come to you if you, the law of attraction, like mm-hmm. attracts like we draw things unto us. Mm-hmm. And that's the law of demonstration, and we show up and be it. So if you have a desire to model, do it. If you have a desire, like my my dream is to go around the world sharing mm-hmm. my story, speaking in front of a large congregation of people with mm-hmm. no fear, because fear is false evidence to turn real. And God has not given us the spirit of fear, but power, love, and of a sound mind. And that's where I'm at in my life, and I live my life to the fullest. And I'm not saying it's easy every day, because it's not, but when I do the work, I see the manifestation of who I am inwardly, and it manifests on the outside. So it's not too late. Do your research. Um, set yourself up a nice photo shoot, and that'll put you in that mindset and just go for it. So okay. it's available. As he, he okay. say, we have not because we ask not, right? That's true. That's true. <laughs> that is so true. So it's available. Yeah. So, and can you talk now? You say you're you you're also a makeup artist, right? Yes, I um, do makeup because I love. Um, I used to sell uh, Mary Kay in 2005, mm-hmm. and I used to. Um, do, that's how I started getting really into skin care when my mm-hmm. skin started breaking out from sarcoidosis. So I started mm-hmm. taking care of my skin. And then I started selling Murray Kay, and I was making good profits out of it. And then I started, um, and then I said, oh, I'll get my makeup license. And I started mm-hmm. doing, wearing, you know, makeup. And then I started really getting into it mm-hmm. in about uh, three years. And I would do my friends and make them over and learning about foundation. And you go to training, you get your certificates. Then I started selling beauty control. I always was into skin care. The healthier the skin, the beautiful you'll look. And then I started applying makeup. Then I decided to get my own makeup license, and I went through with Silk Cosmetics. And I went mm-hmm. to school discipline every Saturday okay. and started learning makeup and studying and doing research. And then next thing you know, I started making, meeting makeup artists. And then in school, you had to start doing faces. And I remember that day I had to do six women faces, and I started doing it every Saturday. And then going out on the road, they said, we got to do New York Fashion Week. We got to do D.C. Fashion Week because Silk Cosmetics was known for makeup. I started traveling with them. And then next thing you know, we would do shows with celebrities, guests, and do their – they would have a show, and we would be the artists for that show. And I became good at it and passionate about it and got my makeup license. Then I started doing freelance makeup and stuff like that. And that's how I really got into it. And I've been doing that for like the all together with doing makeup. I started in 2005 and I still do it. And then when somebody needs their makeover, they'll call me. I'll do a wedding or I'll just do it. And I love it. And I like mm. to play in makeup. So that's how I became makeup. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay. And I'm a jewelry consultant. I always had sold things, worked in sales, 
and fashions, okay. and that's because I used to have a boutique in 2007 in Baltimore, and I was always in that fashion world, and then that's when I decided last year to come from out the administrative world to go all the way back over to fashion, and that's where I'm at now, and that's how my life started changing over to write my story, sharing it. It doesn't matter what age you are, if you have a desire, and you're willing to do the work, you can mm-hmm. become and have whatever you want, and that's where I'm at in my life. Mm-hmm. And then you're gonna make mistakes along the way, like I mm-hmm. said. The past, the past is nothing but a trail you left behind. And the only person bringing up our past is us and other people. But if oh, we well. dwell on yeah. it and let it, then it'll take over. But we're more than a conqueror. So I don't let mm-hmm. my past things I wanted to do. Then I'm doing them now, and I ask mm-hmm. God to let me be healthy, whole, completely renewed in the mind. Because it's the mindset that makes you do things. And you, you start going around on people that are doing those things you want to do or hire. Mm-hmm. Or it's okay to be at a standstill if that's what some people are comfortable with. Because we have a free will choice. And I made a decision to go hire. And right now, my next step is um, to go around the world, share my story, more radio interviews coming up. And look, mm-hmm. I want TV interviews and stuff like that. Okay. So. I'm going to the next level. And even my mm-hmm. um, life coach, I like being on on the Dr. R show with her in the green room and stuff like that, you know, sitting in the audience at a room. Mm-hmm. And then you imagine, that's when that imagination part come in. Mm-hmm. You imagine your life to be like that. And in my book, Willing My Way Back to Health, I wrote in the back 12 spiritual powers to get me where I wanted to be at and share my story and my dream. And that's how I do what I do because I had to read my own story and remember, and then I just keep pushing. Mm-hmm. There you so go. life is a journey, but it's a good one. <laughs> that's true. So is there anyone out there that you would like to say thank you to, like that who were people that were supportive, Um of you on your journey. Yes, I want to give honor and thank God, first of all, most of all, God. I want to thank my mother, Elaine Luck, for, you know, when me and my mom, we was always close. And then when we had our talk about her childhood, and I, and, um, now I can see how it was for her to be at a young age with a bunch of children and mm-hmm. going through what she did, they had to go through and having a father that was a minister. So now I understand some things. I want to give a mm-hmm. shout-out to Alfonso Young, who has been supporting me no matter what we went through. When we was younger, we did wind up back together. Six years later, we still standing strong. When we went on our journey and when God said, if you let something go and free it and come back to you, it was meant to be. I want to thank my friends, my family, Jay and Christian Marlin Company for allowing me to have the opportunity to model. I want to thank my um, coach, Caprice, and anyone out there that I might not mention you, I thank you. And Tanya, I want to thank you. And I also want to thank my new PR person, Teresa. Gilmore, who set mm-hmm. this 
things up for me, and she's great. And if you're an author, a speaker, or whatever you want to do out there, she's available. And she has, I just met her about a month ago, and we've been on this journey, and I want to thank her for allowing me and just keep working in because of our patience which is a virtue, that I see greater things coming for me and her. So I want to give a big shout-out to my PR person, Teresa Gilmore, who is helping me on this journey now. And that's what I tell people. You have to take the time to invest in yourself and in your dreams and goals so it can manifest. Because we all on this road in this journey together. There's no man on the island alone unless you choose to be. And that's when the uncomfortabilities come. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what advice would you have for someone that wants to get into the modeling business, fashion, you know, all that makeup? What advice would you have for someone like that's older that wants to get into that? Like I said, you do the research. First, you make a decision you want to be a model. Start doing some research um, on modeling companies, and it don't have to be no expensive modeling company, or you find you a model coach. So you have to do the research, start looking up modeling coaches and stuff like that. And like I said, get yourself start with taking some um, professional photo shoots. Mm-hmm. Like that, and find you a modeling coach, a one-on-one. I did one-on-one at first, okay. you know, because there are coaches out there. So you have to do the research, and that's what I did. You know, if you, like, type in something, because mm-hmm. I thought at my age I couldn't do it. And she right. said, no, I got, you know, that's when I learned, like, Travis Winkies and them. And then it became, it doesn't matter how the, the size, cause they mm-hmm. got curvy girls. So then you do the research, and then, you know, and that's how I started. And it's been a year, and I love it, and I still do it. I've been in, you know, runway fashion shows, mm-hmm. church fashion shows. When they call me, and, I be, you know, then I started, where you know, modeling for some of the designers. Mm-hmm. So I love it. Okay. Great. So, it's, it, you know, you just do the research, and, it, you know, and type in modeling agencies and, Find a one-on-one and believe and pray and um, make up and stuff like that. I mm-hmm. went to classes, and I found people. Now, you know, there's people giving makeup classes for reasonable prices, stuff mm-hmm. like that. But you just have to do your research, Google stuff. And um, I yeah. started going on YouTube, looking at certain things. The next thing you mm-hmm. know, whatever we seeking is seeking us back. Wow. And it only wow. become hard if we start giving up because we give into our five senses what we see, hear, mm-hmm. taste, touch, and smell. That's the ego as in God out. If you fall into right. your mental state of your um, physical world, you're not going to see the greater picture. Because it's not, you know, That's life true. is a journey. Absolutely mm-hmm. going to come, but they make you stronger. Mm-hmm. I truly believe that. So um, can you tell, you know, our listening audience once again where they can purchase 
your book, Willing My Way Back to Health by Faith. Where can it be purchased? It's available on TatePublishing.com. It's available on Amazon.com. It's available on BondsandNobles.com. But they can order it from Amazon.com, BondsandNobles.com, and TatePublishing.com. Okay. And, and I'm later off- on, I'm going to be... Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. So you're working on your second book, too? You said you're working on a second yeah, book? Yes, so I started writing my second book, hopefully, sometime in 2016, towards the spring or summer before. That's another goal that I started mm-hmm. writing. And... um. It's going, you know, yes. And you don't have to be, and when you're writing uh, books and stuff, I didn't make it real big. It's reasonable, mm-hmm. and it's available. And um, I did what was right for me at the time, and then my next one I'm working on right now. So I'm looking to going on book tours. Mm-hmm. Work, I teach workshops, and, 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 and that's where I'm at in my life, and I thank God for the people that I surround myself with. And it's free events out there that they be having for anything you want to achieve in your life. It's available. And it's workshops out there. Sometimes it's free. Go to the, like I tell people, the library is one place mm-hmm. that always have free events and workshops and different things, whatever you're trying to get into. You can go to the library and start doing research. And you just start hanging around those people. And that's how people get ahead in life. They go around the people right. that's doing what they're doing. You find somebody that you admire, you know, you love to, you admire. Mm-hmm. You know, you learn from them. What did they do? How do you do that? And a lot of things I do, I'll type up a word. And, you know, you can when you type in something on the Internet, mm-hmm. what is that? <laughs> You know, it'll it'll have the answer and the definition. Right. Then you'll know what you're doing. Mm -hmm. I'm still learning every day. I'm Mm -hmm. still growing. And whatever I don't understand, I go find an answer to somebody who do know. Mm -hmm. And then you go spend time alone with God. The secret place and Mm -hmm. the most high is within yourself. And he'll guide you. And the book will fall off the shelf. You're going to be somewhere. (laughs) Let me tell you something happened to me yesterday. Uh I said, oh, my God, I need to get my eyebrows arched. I need to go downtown. I need to go pay a bill. Mm -hmm. Don't you know, when I went downtown, because I go to the same person, she always gives me this card, and she marked an X. Or I think if I go five times, you get a six-month free. I didn't even know yesterday was my free day. Wow. Oh, God. Thank you. <laughs> right on time. Walk right into that port. And when I opened my wallet, the card was right there. And you had to fumble for the card. It was right there. <laughs> and I was like, and, she's, and the Chinese girl pulled the card. She said, this free. I said, oh, my God. Wow. Unconsciously of being loyal to that person. Mm-hmm. Look what, stuff like that. Yeah. It's the small things I look mm-hmm. at that count. Just like you can't, sure. you can see the trees, the wind, and the you can't see the wind, but you can see the tree, the leaves on the ground, and the mm-hmm. wind blowing. That's how you should see, be able to see God moving in your life. You can't mm-hmm. see him, but you should know he's there. Oh yeah, by the Most demonstration definitely. of what's showing up mm-hmm. in your life. That is so true. Wow. 
So I enjoyed so, this. I had a you got I'm enjoying it too. <laughs> <laughs> I really am. Uh, I, this is an honor and a pleasure. And Tanya, if nobody else don't appreciate you today, I do. Wanda T. Brown do. And I thank and you I for allowing me the opportunity. Because <laughs> my energy level is up. I'm feeling too, good. So, yeah. You're teaching me some things, too, that I need to know, you know, about the modeling and stuff like that. I didn't even know they had modeling coaches. <laughs> yes. They have modeling coaches, fashion shows, start going to fashion shows. And, you know, they got Curve Magazine, Curvy Girl Magazine. That's why I said God tempted them around for everybody can do whatever they desire, mm. you know. And the only lack of limitation on us is the ones we put on ourselves. Mm-hmm. There's That's unlimited so possibilities out here. Mm. That is so true. Wow. So can you tell our listening audience how you can be reached on social media? On Facebook, I have two Facebook pages. I have Wanda T. Luck, L-U-C-K. I have a Facebook page, Wanda T. Brown. And on um, Twitter is Wanda T. Brown, at Wanda T. Brown. That's on Twitter. And on um, Instagram I am WTBEnterprises.info on Instagram. So on Facebook is Wanda T. Luck. That's how most people find me from my maiden name, Luck. And I have Wanda T. Brown, WTBEnterprises.info on Instagram. And on Twitter is Wanda T. Brown at Wanda T. Brown on um, Twitter. And Rolling My Way Back to Health by Faith, it's available on Amazon.com, com, and TakePublishing.com. If you type in Wanda Brown, it should come up. And if you put the title of my book, Rolling My Way Back to Health by Faith, it will come up. And the purchase okay. of the book is only like seven ninety nine, and taxes and simple hands not over, shouldn't be over $10. But <laughs> that's my story. Okay. I'm sticking to it. Great, and it's great. available and it's reasonable and um it's a good read and it helps mm-hmm. it's a self help book also mm-hmm. and it's my demonstration how it work when you work it and I know it works because I'm living proof of it now. Okay. Sure, wow. That was a great testimony. Wow. So I'm gonna yeah. get ready to wrap up my show and I always end my show with the serenity prayer. And it goes, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Living one day at a time, enjoying one moment at a time, accepting hardships as the pathway to peace, taking as he did the sinful world as it is, not as I would have it, Trusting that he will make all things right if I surrender to his will. That I may be reasonably happy in this life and supremely happy with him forever in the next. Amen. Amen. Beautiful. Beautiful. And, and Wanda, I, I was just to say. <laughs> Go ahead. 
I was just in Philly about a month ago because a friend of oh, mine wow. just moved back from down Philly. Mm-hmm. And so, and then sometimes when I do, I will probably shoot with Mark again. So next time I come and visit Philly, I'm going to have to uh, inbox you and tell you I'm going to be up there. Okay. That would be cool. <laughs> you know. Great. <laughs> so I thank great. you for everything you're doing, and you have great success in all the endeavors you're seeking and Amen. helping people. And people need recovery. Mm-hmm. And what oh, you're yeah. doing is <laughs> touching the life and it's making somebody change right now. Because you don't you, you don't help me, you know, early I was feeling like the weekend I was laying around all weekend, it was felt like I was catching a stomach bug or something. Mm-hmm. But being on this your show have gave me energy to start my week out mm-hmm. to go forward. Amen. So I thank you for what you're doing. And I want to say thank you for helping me too, you know. And, you know, it was such a pleasure and an honor to have you on the Recovery Corner Blog Talk Radio Show. Anytime. Thank you so much for sharing your story with us. And, and you know, in the future when, you, you know, your second book comes out, maybe, you know, we'll have you on again. I appreciate that. And also I do, like, vision board workshops if you have a, okay. you know, set up a workshop. I can come to Philly and do a vision board workshop and stuff like that for you. And okay. we can, you know, go further in details about how mm-hmm. it goes, stuff like that. And um, I, do, I do that because the change is within us. Right. Amen. And sometimes you got to see it. I have to have my vision boards in front of me. To, when I wake up <laughs> and look at it, it makes me right. get up and say, yes, keep on going. You put this mm-hmm. on your vision board. You put you go to model, radio, makeup. And everything on that vision board have manifested in my life. Mm-hmm. And now it's going to the next level of the journey. Amen. So thank you so much again, Arthur Wanda T. Brown, for joining us and sharing your testimony with us. And, you know, just I'm just wishing the best for you. And thank you. And it's been such a pleasure having you on the show. And we're going to say good night to everyone on the count of three. One, two, three. Good night, everyone. Good night. And thank you for joining us on the Recovery Corner Blog Talk Radio Show. Good night, Wanda, and thank you so much. Good night, Tanya. Good night. Bye-bye. Good night.